0: You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thirsty Thursday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of whole9sports.com where you can find all of my written work. It's Thursday, so you know what that means. We're back to our normal schedule. So we're starting off with offensive predictions and defensive and then we'll wrap up with a look at the bet online numbers for this game because, uh. I mean, I'm going to make some money off it. I don't know about you. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Please do subscribe to Locked On Gators on YouTube. And also, thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen every day. Now, offensive predictions that we're going to take a look at. I'm I'm coming swinging out right away. Uh, I think this is going to be one of our best passing games. I, I, you know what? I think this is going to be our best passing game so far this season. Uh, maybe not yardage-wise, maybe not touchdown-wise, maybe not attempt-wise, but efficiency-wise, I think that we are going to find success when we throw the ball. That's what I mean when I say best passing game. I don't mean we're going to put up the most yards or most touchdowns or most attempts because I have no idea about the game plan, but I do know that us, you know, when we throw the ball, no matter how often it is, uh, I think we're going to find success. And I think that that's what I'm saying, where I think we're going to have – Maybe the highest uh, like like I, I don't wanna use numbers actually to justify it that that be just eh. But I, I think we're going to when you watch the film see that this is going to be one of our best passing games because teams like South Carolina and Missouri, and honestly, even Chattanooga kind of found success when playing against Missouri, and throwing against Missouri. And that's something where I mean if you if you can't stop those teams. Who I, I get it. Missouri at least has Basileg and like a, a couple players. South Carolina has a couple players, but I mean they they don't have the talent the Gators do. So I think if you can't stop those teams and you have a much more creative play caller in Dan Mullen and you have a better quarterback and Emory Jones, better receivers in hmm, literally everybody, uh, I I see no reason why Florida can't really produce whenever they throw the ball against kentucky again i'm not saying they're going to throw the ball 40 times i do think when we throw the ball though we're going to find success next up three at least three explosive plays um I, and honestly i was thinking about pushing it to five I, I think three is uh expected from the gators at this point per week uh, i mean you guys know this offense we live and die by the big play that's and I actually I don't even want to see him even die anymore because you know we we've been moving the ball efficiently and effectively the past two weeks. But again, a lot of our offense has been because of the big play. Uh, Anthony Richardson is reportedly going to play this week. He's been a big play producer pretty much every time the dude touches the ball. Like whether he's throwing bombs or whether he's just outrunning entire defenses, which is still hilarious to me that we just have a quarterback that does that. Like like he does that seventy three yard touchdown run. 80-yard touchdown run. He's just that dude at this point. Uh, Our run game is just absolutely savage enough to pick up at least one or two explosive plays themselves. Don't forget explosive plays here. Uh, That means a rush of 20 or more or a pass of 40 or more. It doesn't have to be 40 yards in the air. It just has to be a gain of 40 on a passing play. It could be a screen taken deep. That's an explosive play. That's honestly kind of more explosive than throwing a deep ball, if you ask me. Uh, so that that's where I'm at, like three plus explosive plays. That's that's not much to ask. I think that's a pretty basic uh, expectation to have and a pretty basic, I think so basic, um, expectation and prediction to make. Uh, next up, the turnover free game. Uh, that, that's where I'm at. Florida so far this year, you know, uh, they, they haven't had a, a completely turnover free game. Last week against uh, Tennessee was our first interception free game, but we still had that fumble with Copeland. Uh, look, I'm not going to kill Cope for that for a couple of reasons. One, I am not going to fault someone for trying to make a play. I will fault a running back if they're dancing around in the backfield and get tackled for a loss because like at that point, just get north-south. But if you're talking about someone who's in space trying to make a play, I'm not going to fault you for that. Like that's that's what you're told to do. Like we kill guys for, uh, for for running out of bounds when we think they've got space or when we think they should try to shake a tackle or things like that. I'm not going to kill you for fighting for yards. I will also say that I'm not going to kill Cope for this because the, the fumble was unfortunate. You know, he was wrapped up at the ankles. Someone was trying to strip the ball, Then he was getting hit. There was a lot happening in a situation where you're not going to be put in that situation, in that position very often in your football career, let alone in a game or in a season, whatever. Uh, and also, honestly, I thought, I thought the Gators were going to get the whistle for forward progress there. Like, like Cope wasn't moving. Like he was, he was trying to move forward, but Cope wasn't getting anywhere with it. So I thought we were going to get the whistle for forward progress. We didn't. Um, Kentucky, they've only forced two turnovers so far this year. Uh, both were interceptions And I I mean, this isn't a team that they have a good defense. That's, I'm not taking that away from them, but they don't have, this is going to suck because now they're going to get 14 picks. Uh, They don't have a defense that forces takeaways. They don't force turnovers. That's something that they've struggled with so far this year. I know that they've got a lot of guys coming back. They've got six players coming back from suspension, uh, you know, breaking out the big guns for this game. But even then that's, that's, you've got six guys that are, just this is going to be their first game. Like that's come on. Like, I I, I don't think that they're going to just show up and make big plays. So that, that's where I'm at where it's like, I, I think this is a legitimately good chance to be a turnover free game. Because again, Kentucky has a good defense, but they don't have uh, an aggressive ball hawking defense. And I think that's the big difference when we're looking at it. Locked on Gators is now on YouTube and you'll see eventually, Like if you can't see uh, Cause today I'm good. I'm a sweater. I'm not today again. Cause like, I've, I've started using sweat block antiperspirant wipes and like, I don't know about you, but I, I'm gross. So, so I, 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 need some kind of antiperspirant. I've been using a lot. Sweat block to me at least is the most effective. It's more effective and stronger than most clinical antiperspirants that I've tried. I simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, wake up, shower, and bam, you're good to go for the day for the next couple of days. Guaranteed. I know it sounds way too good to be true to say anything is guaranteed, especially if you've seen my predictions over the over this season so far. But, uh, trust me, like I know it sounds too good to be true, but I only have to use it once or twice a week and I'm good. And I'm, I'm a gross person. So I don't know why I say once or twice. It's at least twice. Cause I am a gross individual. Use promo code locked on to get 20% off at sweatblock.com or get it on Amazon where it's a top seller or CVS. Now taking a look at some defensive predictions. Uh, Look, this is, this is, I, I honestly almost made this the front segment just because I know most people listen to the front segment, uh, which like, again, like, thank you for making this your first listen, hopefully making it into the second segment. Um, but, you know, we've got a fantastic defensive line. Uh, I, I think we're going to have more than three sacks this week. And actually, I'm not even going to say think. thing. We're going to have more than three sacks this week. Like, this is a prediction where I am pretty confident in which means it's not happening we're not getting a single sack we're not even actually getting into the backfield a single time at all run pass pressure anything um will levis the starting quarterback for kentucky he has one of the longest times one of the longest average times in the pocket in all of college football and one of the deepest average depth of targets. so that means that he spends more time in the pocket waiting to throw the ball and he's because well not even and because he's trying to get the ball deep downfield he's averaging like I think his average depth of targets like 11 yards or 10 yards. And it's like, that's, that's a lot like to average that. That's, that's a lot. You're a vertical offense. And I mean, look, vertical is against this Gators defensive line, not going to have a good time. Will uh, Levis takes an average of 2.84 seconds to throw the ball and the Gators, I mean, against us quarterbacks average 2.53 seconds to throw the ball. And I realize that it's like, so what? That's a third of a second. A third of a second is a very long time to be in the pocket. That's exce- again because like you're looking at this and it's like 2.84 seconds to 2.53 seconds doesn't sound like a massive difference, but it really is. Like when you consider that the longest uh, exactly I can just say that the longest time in the pocket or the longest average time in a pocket for mo- uh, for college football is about a third of a second longer than Will Levis has. So, Will Levis is splitting the difference there between the longest and how long the haters give players. That That's a pretty significant difference. I don't know if that helped you. That helped me, at least, uh, to, put, to contextualize that a little bit. I also think that we pick off Will Levis at least once this week. Um, I realize I've been wrong about predicting turnovers before, but Will Levis will be under duress quite often. Um, he's also struggled when he's under pressure. We're going to take a a much deeper look into that on tomorrow's episode. So you have that to look forward to already. Um, but I, that honestly might be the lead segment. Just just how that's going to impact the game. Um, because that, that's a legitimately huge part of this going into this game. Well, that's one of the reasons I'm confident in Florida because Will Levice struggled under pressure. We're very good at creating pressure. Uh Will Levice has thrown at least one interception in every game so far this year. He's uh I don't want to say he's a gunslinger because I I don't think he's I I wouldn't qualify him as a gunslinger really but but he's someone who likes to test the waters uh, he, he he likes to test defenses and test secondaries and that that's a great thing to do honestly I kind of wish Florida would test secondaries more often I think that's something that we can really capitalize on but uh he tests secondaries and he's he's trying to figure out what he can and can't get away with but I I don't think he's done testing things especially considering. We've, we've got the best defense that he's played so far, so I, I think Will Levis is going to test us, and I, I'm i not saying he's going to fail that test. Like I'm not going to be corny like that, but I am going to say that I think, uh, I think he's going to get an answer wrong. I'm going to be corny like that, <laughs> and I, I think that Florida is going to take advantage because, again, Will Levis is, I mean, this year so far, he's got at least one interception in every game which is a fine thing to do. I'm honestly, I, I don't, I don't hate having at least one interception in every game. Emery still averages that I'm not going to kill Emery for turnovers. I'm not going to kill Will Levis for turnovers, but I do think that our secondary is good enough to create a play, especially when our defensive line and our pass rush are good enough to get some pressure force some throws early, maybe. And I mean, if a receiver's not ready and a defender is specifically, obviously if they're in the zone at that point. But I mean, I, I think that forcing one turnover is, or forcing an interception specifically is uh, not a stretch by any stretch of the word. Uh, so the one more thing is that defense, this, I know I usually try to keep it positive with these predictions. Um, the defense will give up at least one explosive play. That's I mean, do I, I'm, I'm going to go in detail, but do I have to, like I said, that's something that needs to be explained. Um, Florida, I, I say our offense lives and dies by the big play. Our defense dies by the big plays. Like I mentioned it yesterday. I hated that Todd Grantham was like, oh, that Tennessee offense was so easy to stop. Like, yeah, but you had two plays where your defense got dusted. Sure, one of them was completely after the catch, but two plays where your defense got dusted. That's what we do. That's what the Gators do. There's going to be at least one play where there shouldn't be a touchdown, but there is. You can look at the Alabama game, like the Jaleel Billingsley touchdown. I don't fault anyone for that because I do think that – I'm not saying it should have been offensive pass interference because I'm not that kind of guy where if there's a pick play, I'm going to complain about that. But I will say that, you know, that, that was a pick play. John Mechie ran right into Trey Dean, knocking Trey Dean out of the play. Kyrie Lynn was stuck between guarding Mechie deep or Jaleel Billingsley deep. So that's what happened. But th- honestly, the Bama game, our secondary played their best game in terms of – uh, not allowing big plays. There was kind of just that one that really killed. But again, I'm not faulting anyone for that. I think that was a pick play. Um, obviously, I would have liked offensive pass interference, but at the same time, if we run pick plays, I'm going to be like, oh, come on, don't call offensive pass interference. So I'm, I'm going to be unbiased with that. Uh, but, you know, that, that's just something we do it weekly. That's a Florida thing. Like last year, it was a thing. But again, last year, our defense just sucked. But this year, that's just been a thing so far where Florida gives up big plays, whether or not it kills us, that, that doesn't matter. You're giving up big plays. Eventually it will kill you. Like, um, and by whether or not it kills us, I mean things like the South Florida double pass. I know I've brought it up a lot, but you need to be more disciplined than that. That was just, that was ugly. That was obvious. And it was unacceptable. Like things like that. Sure. The receiver dropped it and it saved us. But did, like, is that something to be proud of? Oh, they didn't score on it. because Cause the dude sucks. Like that's why they didn't score on it. And like things like the Tennessee 75 yard bomb where Mordecai McDaniel, I'm convinced just he got the play call wrong and that's what it is. And that happens every now and then like that. That's just that's a part of football. Things get mixed up. Signals get mixed up and people just honestly mental lapses. It happens. But that's something that happens to us. Every single week, and oftentimes it seems like those mental aspects are in the secondary. It's not like linebackers blow coverage super often. Uh it, it, A lot of times, it's our secondary that does. And it's like at this point, it's like death, taxes, and the Florida Gators' defense giving up a huge play. Like those are the three things that are guaranteed in life that it, it's just going to happen. I think it's going to happen. It's probably going to be Deondale Robinson, who is a very explosive playmaker for Kentucky. He's the number one receiver he's the best receiver he's in my opinion the only good receiver so i mean or maybe it's going to be with capacity smoke or something like that like it's going to be something silly where we're all going to be frustrated i just and i know that all of us are going to be like oh, how do you let that happen because that's what we do every week and every week florida's just like because we're florida um but that, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen at some point um I'm just going to hope that our, our defense doesn't let it happen multiple times like it did last week and not. I wish I could bet on there being a big play because, like, I'd make bank. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. I'd make bank. Speaking of betting, we're going to get into betting in just a second. Need something to do with your stimulus, tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin, bet on, bet online, parlay for the first time, ever money. Visit rockauto.com right now for all of your card parts needs. You guys know by now. Useless right here, useless when it comes to actually doing any manual labor on a car. But I could order like a son of a gun. Um, So, like my family, they tell me what to get for the car, and I can get it. I can manage that part because rockauto.com is just so smooth and easy to navigate, thankfully. Because again, useless here. Whether it's brake pads, taillights, hydraulics, fuzzy dice in a mirror, whatever it is that you want, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car. Or truck, whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door, right? Locked on in your How Did You Hear About Us box? So they know exactly who sent you. Anybody else make some money this past weekend? Because I know I did, and I want to make some more this weekend. I hate myself, by the way. Um, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Hit on a five game parlay for the first time Saturday. Almost did it again Sunday. Thanks, Viscano, you jerk. Um, and, I mean, look, I'm having a blast using Bet Online. I love them. I've used them for years. BetOnline covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, the president, the next royal baby's name, everything. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, it is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device, which is how I use it today and receive a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sports experts make sure to use promo code locked on that is L O C K E D no space o n now we're talking about the bet online numbers for this game um i'll let you know usually like usually i don't bet this early um, but this week i already placed my bets cuz you know the vibes i had to do it uh opening line right now is florida's minus 8 already took that like if first of all every game florida's favored in i'm taking them every game they're not favored in i'm taking them that's just where i'm at uh honestly if they're not favored i'm going to take them and i'm going to set a different bet that's the money line unless i really think they're going to win the game then I'm just straight taking money line. I don't care. Um, like in, in my parlay, I'll include money line. I don't care. Florida's minus eight. That's easy peasy lemon squeezy to me. Like I'm, I hate myself, <laughs> but, but that's easy to me. Like I'm, I'm looking at this team. I'm looking at this Gators offense against this Kentucky defense. And I'm thinking, okay, like, like we're going to put up points. Honestly, I'm looking at this Gators offense against any team. And I'm like, okay. We're going to put up points. We'll see if I'm right against Georgia, because that's the best defense we're going to face. I know we played Alabama. Uh, Georgia's defense is better equipped to take on Florida's offense. So we're, we're going to get into all that. But, you know, that, that that's where I'm at. I'm like, this offense is going to put up points. I'm looking at our defense against Kentucky's offense, and I'm like, our defense, they're going to force at least a takeaway. They're going to force a few punts. They're going to get some stops out here we're going to win by more than eight. Like that's that's where I'm at, where I'm very confident in that bet. I, I Like I said, I already took it literally right before I started recording. I was like, let me get my bets in because last week I wanted to bet Florida at minus 20, um, and the line kept moving down to be like minus 18 by the time I did bet. But I was like, hey, now I feel like crap for not being able to say I took Florida minus 20. It looks like I was waiting for the line to go down. And I don't like that. Um, money line is Florida -325, which again, if you don't know gambling, uh -325 means that you bet $325, you get your $325 back and you win an additional $100. Um, I rarely touch money line if Florida is a favorite. It just doesn't make sense often enough for me. At least uh just cuz there's not a big enough reward for it, like I'm gonna I'm gonna bet three hundred twenty-five dollars to win less than a third of that. That doesn't make sense to me. Last week we were like minus fourteen hundred, which means you would have had to bet a thousand and four hundred dollars for Florida, and Florida would have to win in order for you to make a hundred dollars profit. So money line just isn't enough for me. I only bet it really if we're an underdog, uh, and the over is fifty-six for this game. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, like that's where I'm at. Yeah, uh usually the day of the game, Bet Online will post uh will a team score 40 or more. Um I've taken that every week. I'm gonna continue to take it. I'm taking it this week. Uh I've said it. I think this is going to be a a, a relatively high scoring affair. You know, I mentioned that yesterday's episode, I mentioned um, Florida versus Kentucky by the numbers. We average about 26 points per game, I think it was at Kentucky. They average about 20 points per game at Kentucky uh I think that we're both gonna go over what we average at Kentucky uh despite how good these defenses are I think these offenses are one good enough two explosive enough to really put up some points in this campaign again I'm betting that like when it comes time to be like oh will a team score 40 or more yeah and if I can bet if Florida specifically will score 40 or more yeah. I'm taking that as well. Like that, that's where I'm at. I think Florida's going to put up a lot of points in this game. Uh, I think Kentucky's going to put up. I mean, at this point, if I think Florida scoring 40, if Kentucky puts up at least 16, which I think they will do, then we're hitting the over. Like that's where I'm at. I can't wait. Cause the over is 56, not 56 and a half um, or 55 and a half. We're going to score 56. And miss an extra point, And that's how I'm going to lose another parlay. I just, I know it at this point, because I'm including that in my parlay. So I, I know that's how it's going to happen. Just because, why not? Like, that's me. That's, that's just how my luck has been. Uh, my luck has been as if I haven't made a lot of money on the parlays in the past week. I hope you're ready for tomorrow, because tomorrow is going to be the preview for Saturday's game against Kentucky at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Feel free to send me your thoughts, either on Twitter, the YouTube comments. Uh, in a review, and I'll, I'll read them on the show if you got some thoughts or some predictions, what you want to see in this game, what you think we will see in this game, any of that. Like, just let me know, and and I'm down to share it. Be sure to check out Lockdown Hoosiers, hosted by Jacob Rude, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Honestly, like Jacob does a great job, and I'm giving the shout out to Indiana here because I really, really like Michael Penix Jr. Uh, he struggled a bit this year, but only against some very good defenses. I'm hoping and expecting him to bounce back. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game. It never is, really. You know I'm going to do it. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling is the lock of the day. Oh, my arm is crossed out. Whatever. (laughs) Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you listen to podcasts.